Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get your Bibles open with me to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to be starting a brand new series today in church, which I'm really excited about. And um, this one's been brewing for a while. This one's been in the, the slow cooker. And I'm fired up about it. It's awesome. Matthew chapter 6 is a key text, I believe, for any person who is a Christian and loves to pray. And it's in Matthew chapter 6 that Jesus delivers to the disciples and the hearers. At that time, he delivers to them some things about, you know, the the dynamic of faith, the way that that we interact between, you know, our own lives and the way that we go about what we do. And he talks about behaviors and he talks about attitudes. He talks about motive and he talks about how all of that relates to the way God does things. And it's in Matthew 6 where he sets this up and he delivers what we know today as the Lord's Prayer. And it's a powerful, powerful text in Matthew 6. But today we're going to start this new series by reading the, the lead up here, starting in verse 1 of Matthew 6. And it says this, it says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Verse 5, and when you pray, everybody say when. When. You must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Verse 7, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. We're starting a new series today. The series title or the series is called Amen, a series on prayer. Real simple, amen, easy to remember, amen. But today, part one of this series is a title, When, Not If. When, Not If. Let's pray over the word today. Lord, we thank you, Father, for all that your word represents to us today. It's nourishment, it's illumination, It's glory, it's mercy, it's truth, it's guidance. So God, we pray for your word today that it would be all those things and more to our our very souls and our hearts. Father, we thank you that every time we come around your word that we become more transformed 
into who you're you're calling us to be and who you've destined for us all to be. So Father, as we come under the submission, we submit to the teaching and come under the authority of the Word of God today, Lord, would you do what only you can do, which is make it real to us. Holy Spirit, that's our prayer today. That's our faith today, that we'd be blown away all over again by the beauty of your Word, Lord, and the power of the name of Jesus in our lives. And we all said together, Amen. A series about prayer. So new series in church, just so you know, if you're new to our church, we tend to do lots of series, um, call it five, six a year. The reason is because I believe it's a great way for us to pause for a moment and dive down deep into a specific part of the word, area in faith, thing that God is doing, and take a moment. And, um, and usually what happens is, is there's a deepening revelation that comes from doing a series. And so I just want to encourage you, don't see this as like, you know, something that you have to do, but seeing it, see it as something that God might do something amazing in your life. Um, I'm really doing what I can just to breathe out what God is showing me. That's not, that's not, it's not like I get up here as an expert, but really I just get up here as a conduit. I get up here and I just, I just pass along what God is saying. So don't get mad at me, okay? Don't get mad at me. All right, I'm just passing along a message. When, not if. When I was a schoolboy, which is becoming further and further long ago now. When I was a schoolboy, I wasn't raised in a Christian home, didn't have Christian parents, just grew up as a good old Aussie pagan kid. But my parents did send me to a school that was run by a group of Jesuit priests. And there was a great school, great sport, great academics, but it had a religious foundation to it. And I'm grateful for that now because I look back on some of the things that became like bedrock in my life. And one of those things was a prayer that we prayed every single day at 8.45 a.m. on the dot called the Lord's Prayer. And we would recite that prayer. And if we didn't recite that prayer with Absolute precision, perfection. Father so-and-so would give us a clip across the ears. It was a good reset every day. But as I reflect on that prayer and how it just became part of this rhythm in my life, this Thing that was just there every single day that I would just say, I would use words, the words were empty, the words were just because I had to, because it was just required of me to be able to get to 9am to go to first period. What I realized later in life is that God was actually doing something. Because God will use anything and God can use everything. And sometimes this might be a word for someone in today, he'll use your BC life. He'll use the things that you went through in your prior to Jesus' life to power up and supersede and give more energy to things that come later in your life when you are following Jesus. And then when I became a Christian at the age of 19 and I declared to my soul and I declared to my heart and to my life that I was now a Christian, a follower of Jesus, all of a sudden the Lord's Prayer had massive meaning to me. And I just want to say this morning that in Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus gives you the Lord's Prayer, if you don't know what to pray, that is your one-stop shop for prayer. 
And the reason, why, reason for that is because it was Jesus that gave it to us. And Jesus doesn't ever leave us hanging. He's our true rabbi. He's our high priest. He's the one that gives us exactly what we need. So when we read these words, can I just encourage you, they're a great way to pray. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for you. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. So what I'd love for us to do in every single part of this series, we did this in a series we did a few years ago called Hallowed. You might remember if you were here, um, but that was a foundational series in the life of our church. And we did this. We said the Lord's Prayer together as a church, okay? And so I want us to do that today because I, if you don't know this prayer, I want you to know it off by heart. So, so because this is the Word of God, because this is a special moment, I'd love it if we, could, if we could stand right now, if that's okay. Get a little orthodox in church this morning, but we're going to say this prayer, the Lord's Prayer together, all together in one voice, as loud as you can. Come on, let's go. One, two, three. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Well done. Give yourselves a hand. That was, that, was, that was a spirited prayer. That was way better than those 8.30 a.m.ers, I'll tell you right now. Tell you right now. You can imagine what I'll be telling the 11.30 a.m.ers about you. <laughs> it's a one-stop shop prayer for us as believers. And we're going to be breaking it down and studying it in more detail and looking at the different verses and whatnot as we go through this series over the next four or five weeks. But we're going to be answering some specific questions and answering maybe questions that you have about prayer in the weeks to come. Maybe you're a new Christian. Maybe you recently came back to, to faith and started following Jesus. And maybe for you, this is new because you're like, actually, this is kind of, this would be really interesting because I'd like to know some things. Um, some of the questions that we might be answering and hopefully will answer in this series is what is prayer? Like what, where did it come from? And, and, and what is it? Another question is why do we pray? What's the point of prayer? Another question is, does prayer actually do anything? What happens when we pray? How should we pray? How, maybe you've asked that question, is how should I pray? Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. What exactly can I include in my prayers? What's, what's, what's a good thing to pray? What's a not so good thing to pray? Um, what kinds of prayers are there? And so we have the Lord's Prayer, which is our chief uh, text, our chief prayer in Scripture, but there's also lots of different prayers inside of the Bible. And we're going to be looking at a few of those, some amazing prayers of Amazing people in the scriptures, King David and Jehoshaphat and Jabez and Paul and the disciples. And it's going to be awesome to look at some of those as well. Another, another question is, is, how often should I pray? And well, I believe we'll get the answers to all these and more as we go along. But here's my burden for this series. And this is what I believe God is calling us to do. This is my burden, is that we would recover the lost art of prayer that we're living in a society today that doesn't pray. We're living in a society today that doesn't do what it used to do, which is begin everything in prayer. Like I talked about at school. And I don't know about you, I'm sure you were just as encouraged as I was about the recent NFL situation when it basically ended in two teams coming together and praying. But I believe that the Lord is calling us to this life to recover the lost art 
of prayer and to recover the mysterious, at times, supernatural rhythm called the life of prayer in our lives. And I believe what's going to happen as you recover that and you embrace that and maybe you enhance that is there's going to be more joy in your life. There's going to be more peace in your life. Uh, You're going to see God's protection and provision more in your life. Um, You're going to understand His majesty, all His glory all over again and in a greater way. Um, You're going to be experiencing less anxiety, less depression, less of so many things of the culture and the world we live in and more of the kingdom of God because of, I believe, a greater emphasis on prayer. All right, here's one of our key convictions. I want you to write this down. Hopefully, you've got your notepad, your uh, laptop out, your desktop computer, um, Palm Pilot, if you still have one of those. But write this down. Here we go. Write this down. Prayer doesn't get me what I want. It gets me what God wants. Prayer, because I want us to start with the right foundation. I want us to really come around it, maybe from the, the ground floor. And then we're going to go in some amazing places, I believe, in this series. But we've got to understand this. Prayer, it doesn't get me what I want. And maybe you've believed that at some point in your journey, that actually if I just sort of give God my list of wants, then He'll give me my stuff. But what I've come to learn as I've walked with the Lord and studied the Scriptures and got to know this a little bit more is what I've realized is that when I pray, it doesn't necessarily get me what I want, but it definitely gets me what God wants. It brings into my life the thing or the need or the provision or the protection that God wants me to have and sometimes I don't even know it. That's the beauty of prayer. And that's what we're going to study and look at today. It doesn't get me necessarily what I want. It gets me what God wants, which is always what's best for me. So here's three reasons, three points. So we get some structure set up here for our new series as a church. Write this down. Number one this morning, prayer is foundational. Okay? Here's the biblical definition for what prayer is. Okay? Prayer is communication with God, primarily offered in the second person voice, which is addressing God directly, you and Him. Praying between you and God. Prayer may include petition, entreaty, we're going to study these, supplication, thanksgiving, praise, hymns, and lament. In another word, another word for that is complaint. I know I've prayed a few of those already in my spiritual life. You ever prayed a prayer of complaint? God, this isn't so good for me. God, I'm not having a good time right now. God, this is awful. Sometimes you pray, God, this person is awful. (laughs) But we're going to study the different types of prayer. But we're going to understand that prayer is foundational in our lives. The very basis of our Christian faith is rooted and founded in prayer. I mean, I want you to think about this for a moment. The Christian life begins with a prayer. It starts off that way, by praying what we call the sinner's prayer, which is a prayer of forgiveness of sins and invitation to God to come in to our lives. But that's the very basis. Talk about a starting point. Talk about foundation. 
This whole thing begins with a prayer. And it's a prayer of faith, a prayer of invitation, a prayer of forgiveness. And I love that that's how it starts out. All right, write this down. Prayer is simply talking to God. Prayer is simply talking to God. Maybe you've never really understood what prayer is and you've sort of maybe been confused about what it is. I was talking before about my school journey. I remember because of prayer being this thing that was rehearsed and it was, you know, a certain type of prayer. It was all that you were allowed to pray if you were given an opportunity to pray. pray. The rest of the time, someone else was praying. That's the context I came from. Someone else was praying. You weren't allowed to pray unless it was your turn to actually say the prayer. And when you did pray, it was a rehearsed prayer and you had to have it absolutely perfect. And so me coming into Christian life and faith, I had that context. I had that understanding. I thought that's what you did. So when I would pray, it would be way too formal. Like I was entering God's boardroom, you know, addressing the chairman of the board. Lord, I just thank you for your time today. Thank you that you're here and thank you, thank you, thank you for these, this, this 15 seconds, Lord. And I just think I'd have to rehearse it and it had to have an introduction and it had to have a main body and a conclusion. And it had to be perfect and polished. And that was what I thought prayer was. But as I got around people of faith, as I understood people of the Spirit, as I got around people that understood truly what prayer was and I studied the Word, what I realized is prayer is just talking to God. And being real and not being fake. So if you've ever wondered what prayer is, that's what it is. God loves it when we pray. And here's why. Because it opens up a line of communication with Him. You talk, you listen, He speaks, you respond, you ask, He answers, He says something to you. It leaves an impression on your heart or you bring something to your mind and you do something about it. Let's never forget how foundational prayer is. But I want to go a little bit further. And this is theologically true. We don't initiate prayer with God. And maybe you've thought about that and you've thought maybe, yeah, I'm I'm going to go and now I'm going to start speaking to God. The problem is that's incorrect. He's already speaking. Genesis chapter 1, we see in the beginning, it says God created the heavens and the earth. There was nothing there. He formed it and it says repeatedly through Genesis 1, and God said, which means that God spoke and He created. God initiated the creation by His speech. And what happens is, is sometimes we can find ourselves in a place where we're just like, okay, God, now I'm going to start talking to you. But we forget that as we talk to Him, what we are really doing is answering His speech that already exists. We are simply responding to what He is saying. See, that's foundational when it comes to your prayer life, is you've got to understand that you're not starting the conversation. Come on, somebody, you're joining the conversation. That's what prayer is. Prayer is responding by talking to God. Think about your own life. When you were born, You started to grow. Some of us parents, you know this. As a child, you would hear speech, words, nouns. You would would be around speech and words that are happening, conversations that are happening. And then eventually what would happen is you would realize, actually, this speech is actually being directed at me. And someone's looking at me and someone is talking to me. And then eventually, at a certain time, you respond 
exactly the same with our spiritual lives. And as we become Christians, Paul said in the New Testament, Peter said in the New Testament that we're infants, that we are little Christians that are growing up. And as we're around church and worship and spiritual people and people that understand the dynamics of faith, people that are further along in their journey, we hear the words and we hear the word and all of a sudden we begin to respond. Don't miss this. It's exactly the same with our spiritual lives and prayer. Little by little, we read the word, attend church, spend time in worship, tone after tone, syllable after syllable, word after word, sentence after sentence, verse after verse. And what happens is then we start to speak back to God. We begin to answer the one who has been initiating speech to us from before the foundation of the world. And if we saw prayer like that, we wouldn't treat this as a little moment on our way to Dunkin' Donuts. It'd bring us to our knees. But prayer is simply talking to God. We don't initiate speech. He does, and we respond. He's always speaking. He's showing, he's teaching, he's growing. Could you imagine what the Christian life would be if there was no connection? Could you imagine what it would look like if we actually didn't get to connect with the one who created us and knows us and knows how to grow us and knows what we need? It would be like a parent having a child and never speaking to them. And God has set things up in a way through Jesus Christ that we can every single day have that moment in prayer. So my challenge for us in every single one of these messages, I'm going to be challenging us to pray more, to spend more time having that connection point, spend more time being in prayer. Remember, I was spending some time with a pastor and, uh, and he asked me, he's, he's, a, he's a, a seasoned pastor, leads a great church and I look up to him and he, he and I were having lunch and he said this, he said, Maddie, how much do you pray? And I was just, I was ready for this one. It's like, I pray every day the morning. I'm thinking, crush that answer. (laughs) I remember he looked back across the table at me. He tilted his head a little bit. He said, that's it? (laughs) That's it? I said, yeah, in the morning. Get up early, spend some time in prayer. Jill and I, we have a quiet time and get on with our day. He said, you just, that's it. I started to think, what are my options here? What have I got? (laughs) So I I thought, you know, the best defense is just a really good offense. So I said, well, what do you do? (laughs) And he said, well, you know, I changed things a long time ago. And what I do is I have my quiet time in the morning. That's where I spend really good time with God. But then throughout the day, I stop every three hours and I pray. 9, 12, and 3, it's in my calendar. I stop for at least 15 minutes. Put down everything that I do, and I pray. And I just was like, oh my gosh, I don't even feel like a Christian right now. (laughs) So I want to challenge us to understand the foundational point of prayer. It's vital, it's important. We'd be lost without it. So number one, it's foundational. Number two, prayer is formative. Prayer is one of the primary things that forms us. As believers, if you look through church history, you look through Christianity, I believe there are three main things that forms a new believer, okay? 
You can write these down if you want. Bible reading, worship, prayer. That is, to me, just the, the foundations of the Christian life. Bible reading, worship, but prayer. But what happens is, is when we pray, once we understand the foundation of prayer, we understand that prayer, as we partake in it, as we get into it, as we connect through it, it begins to form us. It begins, it begins to give us shape. It helps us become who we are supposed to be. It's moments in prayer that I've had that revelation that, God, you know what you're doing, so I'm going to take a step back. It's moments in prayer that I've realized I don't have all the insight. God, would you help me? It's prayer that's helped me form as a believer. Prayer is so formative. And if we're not careful, we'll get distracted and forget that it forms us into who we're called to be. We have to also get discipline about it. We've got to understand the formation can only come through the discipline in our lives. We live in a time where it is, more, it is, it is easy to be distracted more than it ever has before, to be distracted from things like prayer. But we're creatures of habit. We like what we like. But I believe we can love prayer, but we've got to get into the discipline and the formation and allow it to habitually form us as believers. Prayer life can form us, and that's why it's invaluable. I want you to look back at Matthew 6. In this lead up to the, to the Lord's Prayer, which we said together, I want you to notice something that happens here just before Jesus gives us the Lord's Prayer. It's in Matthew 5, sorry, Matthew 6 and verse 5. It says, and when you pray, then look at verse 6. It says, but when you pray, now look at verse 7, and when you pray. Jesus didn't say, if you happen to get a moment between social media apps, pray. He doesn't say, if you happen to get some space in your schedule at a time that's convenient for you, pray like this. No, he doesn't say if. He says in quick succession, three times in a row, when you pray. Now, I don't know, but when you study the Bible, you realize if there's things that are in succession like that, stacked up, that is the Holy Spirit making sure a believer understands something about faith. God meant for that to be there. Jesus meant to say it three times in a row. And I don't know, maybe it's a word for me, but it's like, hey, buddy, this is important. But this is why prayer is so formative is because it says, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray. And he says, pray like this. See, prayer is a formative thing. It helps you form who God's calling you to be. It helps you grow into who you're supposed to be. It helps you become through the supernatural tether that is you and God in heaven and the connection point, it forms you. I want you to think about this for a moment. I believe that Jesus did this three times in a row so that we would understand that we get to connect with Yahweh. God Almighty, you and Him, when you pray, not if. See, the formation of prayer, I believe that one of the most amazing things about prayer is it reminds us of the life we're actually called to live and that we're actually also called to be separated 
that God has separated and He's sanctified us. But this is a habit you can form. Remember, as a new believer, probably like six months in, three to six months in, something like that. I had this friend, he's still a friend of mine, his name's Marty. He would call me up at about nine o'clock at night. I'm ready to settle down and he'd say things like this. He'd call me and be like, hey, I'm going to pick you up in an hour. Be like, okay. Naturally, my next response, I'm thinking this is going to be an awesome night. We're going to go do something epic tonight. I'm like, cool, Marty. I jump in the truck. I'm expecting that we're going to go do something fun. I'm like, bro, what are we doing tonight? He's like, we're just going to go pray. I'm like, are you serious right now? He's like, yeah, man, we're going to go pray. We're going to go find a spot. He'd be like, I've got this spot I want to go to. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be so good. We're going to go pray. And it was moments like that that I realized there's a formation that happens through this. There's something that happens. A shape is forming in my life. It was never there before. My life didn't look like this before. But through prayer, God began to shape me and He began to size me in the right way. And I was able to become, and I'm still becoming through prayer, God who God is calling us to be. So my challenge to you is to understand that we're all on a journey, but God is shaping you, that He's causing you to be who He's called you to be, but it's through prayer that we get to understand exactly what He's doing. So prayer is foundational, prayer is formative. And number three, we can get excited today because prayer is final. The beauty of our connection which is the foundation and formation of us, is also the finality of prayer. Because here's the truth today, is once you pray, that's it. God's involved. Think about it. You can go it alone. And we sang that song, I will never walk alone. That God has always been there. He's always been faithful. Here's the thing about prayer. When it comes to your life, you can go it alone. But when you pray, all of a sudden, heaven is on your side. All of a sudden, God is working. All of a sudden, the one who set the stars in place, the one that raised Lazarus from the dead, the one that parted the, the, the seas, the one that has done everything that we see with our own eyes, that same God is now involved in my little thing. See, if we understood how formative, how how foundational, how final prayer is. This is, what, this is my revelation is I believe that we would never stop praying. Which leads me to the last verse I wanted to show you, which I believe is what Paul's trying to get to the church in Thessalonica. It says this, 1 Thessalonians 5. You can put it up behind me. He says, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you to esteem them in every way in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all, see that no one repays anyone for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Verse 16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And when you study the scripture, this is what Paul's saying. Always pray and take breaks to attend to your life. Pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. 
And I believe the revelation that God is going to give us through this series is we're going to understand the power of prayer in a whole new way. We're going to understand that prayer is not about us getting what we want so our needs are met, but we understand that God Almighty is working in our lives, bringing things in that we never could... Never, never even thought that he want, would want to bring into our lives and we would understand the power of prayer on a whole new level and we would never stop praying. And I just want to encourage you that God is on your side and through prayer that we actually understand it and that we get it and we see it with our own eyes. Would you stand with me? We're going to pray right now. And here's what I want us to pray. I want us to take the, one of the first types of prayer, which is a prayer of praise, prayer of thanksgiving. And I'm going to pray for us now, but I want you to also join in the prayer. And it's simply a prayer of praising God. You see it all through the Psalms. The Hebrew people would start off the Psalms by praise. And they would end the Psalms in praise. But I just want to encourage you that as we pray, we're partaking in something that is just incredible. That is just on a whole other level. It's supernatural. And it's wonderful. Let's pray. God, we thank you. God, we praise you over and above, Lord. Father, we thank you that what we are doing right now is not of this world. That when we pray, that it is outside of this moment, it's outside of this reality, but it's supernatural. And God, we praise you that though once we were separated, though once we had fallen short, that that we were all in that place, that through Jesus, now we can pray to you, that we can connect with you. And so God, we praise you for who you are. Lord, we thank you for Jesus today. Lord, we offer up praises and gratitude to your name. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done, but most importantly, for who you are in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.